0: Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and today I'm joined with my lovely co host, writer, and uh, one of my favorite Scoobies. Hi,
1: this is Philip Ellis, and we have got a very, very special guest today uh, none other than the costume designer for season seven of Buffy the Vampire Slayer,
2: Matt Van Dyne. Hi, Matt. <laughs> Hi. Hi, <laughs> Philip. Hi, Ian. Philip probably knows this, but yes, I do know Ian already. So, and Ian can expound on that if he chooses to, but. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it's, it's
0: funny how we met. We met. Um, oh, was, yeah.
2: That's a good story. Go ahead. We've
0: known each other for six <clears throat> years now.
2: Is it that long? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah.
0: It was, I worked at BuzzFeed six years ago. <laughs> that long ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I had written a uh, Fashion of Buffy piece for BuzzFeed. Um, And it was like, I think it was like ranking the like best outfits and like saying where they fell. Yeah, It was like giving them silly ratings. Um, (laughs) And Matt, you said that some folks who had worked on the show, like texted it to each other, right. Or emailed it.
2: Yes. It was actually, I should mention her. She was the seamstress uh, stitcher uh, made a lot of our costumes. Shirley Lipscomb uh, contacted me, I think uh, via, texting me I believe as I recall and it was you know just one regular morning and she said have you seen this and I'm like I'm like well what are you talking about because I'm always that way about everything that comes to me really I'm like well what are you talking about what are you talking about um, I, I'm just so surprised every time that people recall you know what I did or any of us did but she uh, Shirley let me know that there was this article and then Ian did I how did I contact you, what, you was that it yeah. through Facebook yeah. how did I find oh just through the link on Facebook I guess right? probably
0: yeah probably yeah
2: because yeah, we weren't huh. Facebook friends or anything like that yeah because
0: I I can remember when you messaged because that was honestly it was one of my first articles that I wrote while interning there uh-huh. and I remember being like oh, oh really shit.
2: I, I didn't know that. It was Like
0: so exciting for me that like you had even looked at something I I wrote and it was very, it made my day that day. I can remember. Uh, Oh,
2: I do. You know what? I think I saved that email someplace or that note. Well, that, I mean, when I ran onto it not too long ago, it just, it touched me. So it was so kind. And I thought, Oh my goodness. I, I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that it had made <laughs> such an impression, but, um, but I was uh, quite happy that it uh, That made me very happy.
0: And then I've been to LA a few times and we've gotten lunch and Matt, yes. gifted me Matt gifted me one of the best presents anyone has ever gifted me. He gave me a swatch from the jacket that Buffy wears in the finale. And I have it in my room still. I wow.
2: do. Right. I do. Oh, so me. <laughs> I do. <did. laughs> You know, yeah. I still ha- I still have uh, a lot of uh, little things like that. You know, but it was just, you know, s- to me at the time, scraps.
0: Yeah, and I thought,
2: yeah. oh, you know, use this for something else. I mean, who knew? I certainly, least of all, who knew that certain uh, creations, designs would go on to be so uh, relevant to the fans? And I- I'm... Yeah. I am constantly, constantly <laughs> surprised by this. Constantly. Well, so tell us
0: about coming into the show in the final season. What was that like? <laughs> how, did you, how did you get the job? What was it like like meeting everyone for the first time?
2: Well, it was just so, so this, again, it's so typical of me. I, <laughs> I you know, so many things in my life, uh, a lot of things I did pursue but uh initially, entering into the business, but after sort of establishing my, myself for many years, you know into the business, uh a lot of things would come to me, which okay. is very uh flattering, very humbling, very um <laughs> a lot easier actually than starting <laughs> out you know to be, to be quite serious and uh I had worked on I'm trying to think. I had met, Ter- her name is Terry Dresback. You'll see that she designed uh, some of the initial episodes in season seven. Okay. A- and Terry and I were uh, colleagues going back to, hmm, I think about two years before uh, we moved to Buffy. And I had met Terry uh, briefly before I started working with her, but (laughs) she didn't remember it, but I remembered (laughs) her. And ironically, what was really interesting about that meeting, it was only just a few blocks away from my house. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was doing the pilot for a show that I ended up mm, maybe six or seven episodes into that show replacing her costume supervisor, she interviewed me, wanted me to come work with her, and I turned her down. As I do so many so many things I do, I, I turn it down. I, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm, te- I'm really terrible that way. And, you know, fast forward to, well, I, I think I kept turning her down through that show called That's Life, and then we w- went on to do, we did a pilot with Sally Field called The Court. Hmm. And uh, that with Brian Cox, Sally Field, and oh, there were several. Mandy Patinkin was in it, and ironically, I was thinking about this today. DB Woodside, as I recall, was in that pilot, so that's where I met DB Woodside hmm. initially. So I already kind of knew him before Buffy. Small world, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, especially <laughs> in the entertainment business. But anyway, so you know, I did another show. Since uh, well, nine one one happened when we were doing the court, and then that of course everything went down. Nothing was happening, and we all decided, you know, well, you know, we need to find other work. And we've uh, landed on a show called The Shield, which was the first first uh, show for the FX network. It was the initial, uh, you know, show for that initial whole. The show was a big deal. Yeah, it was, as it turned out. Little did we know. I mean, we just dove right in and we didn't have any kind of budget for that show or, you know, everything was new and it was a very difficult show. So we did the first season of that. Well, I'm not sure. I don't remember how it happened, but Terry was then asked by probably, probably through her agent, she was told about Buffy. And I, you know, I... I assume everybody knows that there were other designers there for um, several seasons yeah. before we were there. So, uh, but Terry, I remember getting the call from Terry, and Terry and I are very good friends, by the way. We're very close friends. Okay. And and uh, she called and she said she had this show Buffy, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Like that. And she said, she said, well, now, you know, she said, I really want you to come do it with me. And I said, well, I don't know. You know, I, I'm just so tired and all this stuff, you know. And, and it was, you know, it was in the summer. It was June of what was that? 2002? I guess. And, you, uh, and I said, Oh, I'm supposed to go on a trip in August and all this stuff. She goes, you can still go on your trip. You can still, you know, just come do the show. I said, but it's all the way over in Santa Monica. I said, that's so far away. And she goes, well, I'm coming from Pasadena. And I said, <laughs> and I said, well, well, I know, but uh, you know, but you know, it's, uh, you know, and she goes, no, just come do it. So I finally said, yes.
0: Matt, that's very LA of you to be like, oh, I can't. That's too far.
2: (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. It's it's so pathetic, but so true. But but you know, it was like, well, that's going to be like an hour and a half drive, probably, you know, with with traffic and all of that to get there. But the one thing that really did make me want to do it was that I would be working with some of the people that I'd worked with before. Besides Terry, there were other people on our crew uh, that. I loved working with and, uh, and that of course, you know, I kind of, you know, I, that's just my default position is to say no. and
0: (laughs) You know, very, that's very gay culture too, to be like,
2: my (laughs) default is no. And then I ask who else is going to be there. And then I just, you know, you think I know that, but I didn't know that. Okay. (laughs) See see how bad I am. I'm not, not. but I mean, right, Philip. (laughs) Oh, well, well,
1: 100 (laughs) percent (laughs) yeah
0: that's very funny
2: that's very funny
0: so i know that you've told me um that you had you met with each of the like main actors right before you got started on styling them
2: what was that like um well it was you know i i could do two different versions of that there was the initial meeting when we, when Terry was there and of course meeting everyone. And mm-hmm. then when Terry left the show and I took over, it was kind of like meeting them all again in a different way. I mean, they, they knew me of course, and they knew that I was, uh, you know, a, an important part of the whole show, but, but, you know, actors, you know, they're like, Oh my gosh, somebody new going to do this, you know, for me. And, you Know and I, I had to reassure them that you know that I understood the characters and all of that, but it initially meeting everyone was uh it was wonderful. I mean, they were all um very welcoming, and uh, as I recall, I don't remember that I met Allison right away. I think Allison might have been on location maybe at the okay. time.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, because they were in her and Willow and Giles were in London filming, and they filmed Anthony Stewart's heads. Uh, That's, like actual. Yes,
2: yeah. yes, yes, yes. That makes sense now. Yeah. Us, uh, but I did meet you know the other cast members, and uh, uh, not. I I didn't have much interaction. I was thinking about this today. I had a lot of interaction with the cast, of course. Okay. Yeah. But but as far as crew people, um, we were kind of segregated off to one side of the Mm. whole, uh, business. Of course my set people were very involved with the other crew members, but, uh, but I was always kind of separate. I was always dealing with the cast or the producers or the writers or the directors. So, uh, so that was always different. I, I really didn't mingle that much with hair and makeup or, but a lot of, uh, mostly from my, uh, my department, I would interact mostly with the people who would build the monsters and all that stuff, because we were always working together to okay. create, create, you know, the look of the monster, or the, or the, or the demon or whatever, you know? So, um, that's funny.
0: I didn't know that you guys would have, I didn't know. I mean, that makes sense. I would have I thought that it was just like makeup that did the monsters. I didn't realize you would also do. No, the monsters.
2: No, we did too. Uh, probably. I don't know how much makeup would be involved with some of them because a lot of it was, you know, really kind of rubberized suits and things like, like that. So,
0: okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. But yeah, some of it was built separately from the makeup people. I I think, I'm not sure. Okay. But, but yeah, but I remember, yeah, just, you know, of course we were probably looked upon by the cast a little we wearily because we were new. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they were so accustomed to, to what had come before. So I, 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 but you know, that was probably not even really in the forefront of my mind at the time because there was so, there was so much to do to yeah. get that show up and running again, you know, for season seven, that, you know, you don't have time really to think about you know, those personality things as much, but uh, but you just do the work, and I, and uh, that was you know my certainly my work ethic. You know, as far as you know, I was always just do the work, do the work, yeah. Yeah. and uh, and that as I was looking back, I I mentioned this before we started recording, but I found these uh, ledgers I have binders of everything that we did on season seven in the way of costuming and uh, purchasing and uh, breakdowns and uh, as far as budgets and all of that. And I looked at that today. First time I've looked at it in how many years has it been? 17 years? (laughs) 17 17 years. I had, I had it in a, a crate out in my garage and I looked at that and I, I just thought, this is like reading another language. It's, <laughs> it is so, it is so complicated and so um, detailed to do this. And I thought, I can't believe that I actually did this. You <laughs> You're like, who wrote this? <laughs> who wrote this? Yes. I mean, it was like, who did this? And, you know, I'm like signing off on all of these, you know, large purchases and, you know, and that was certainly, Early on, that was my thing. I was mostly in charge of uh, really making sure everything moved in the department as far as purchases, returns, uh, fittings, scheduling fittings, all of that, uh, which I carried over actually into uh, the second half of the season when I became the designer because I was so used to doing all of it anyway. I just kind mm-hmm. of ended up doing doing it anyway in the end so so um,
0: so tell us do you remember any specifics from when you first met with any of them about what they wanted to wear through the season or anything like that
2: well what I remember uh let's see what I remember I do I do have like certain notes in my head I guess it's okay to talk about this I'm trying to I, I yeah I don't want to do any I would never want to compromise anyone you know that's that's just that's just not how I roll I just don't do that but uh, as you know Sarah is, is what a beautiful girl what a beautiful intelligent kind person and Sarah and I got along terrifically um, we were very comfortable with each other yeah. and. And what I remember, but Sarah had certain, as we all do, I certainly have my whole lifetime, we all all have like certain uh, ideas about what we look like, you know? So, and I, I certainly have my whole life because I, I grew up a fat kid and now I'm anything but, but I always think of myself as a fat kid. So, um, but... Uh, But I remember Sarah had this idea that she, her, she was kind of like uh, she thought, she thought, I don't know what she thought about her, you know, her torso, you know, her rib cage or something. She thought, oh, she looked, you know, kind of, I don't know what she felt. I guess it was, she just thought it wasn't uh, as thin or attractive or whatever, which yeah. was far from the truth. I mean, she right. had such a beautiful build, you know, yeah. everything about her. But of course, we all accommodated that because that, you know, you want the actress to feel comfortable in what she's wearing, right. and and we worked with that. And uh, I think you can see that in season seven. I mean, there were things the way you know the the a blue saw look that she wanted, mm-hmm. and and we did that. And uh, I remember. Just accommodating that. And the biggest thing but that I remember about her, I mean, she wasn't like fanatical about it or anything right. like that. It was just something that she, you know, had a an opinion about, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, but also the other things that were really interesting that were she was just so practical, and that's what I loved about her. She was always very practical. She she loved fashion and she knew fashion inside and out and you had to be on your toes with her because she really knew what she liked and what was happening in fashion and uh and uh, she had a very keen eye about what would look good on her and she was and and i i really wanted to accommodate that for sure as as did terry before me you know and the other, the the most practical thing though that I was going to get to about Sarah was, you know, a lot a lot of the show was done at night, of course, and we would go to graveyards, you know, and cemeteries, you know, across town, and you know, night shoots, getting into the autumn weather in LA at night. The temperature it's like desert, you know, it just goes down tremendously at night, and a lot of the clothing, as I was looking at it, it's all built on adding layers, because she would think it through, as would me or Terry before me, um, would think through about okay, they're going to end up where in this episode they start out, you know, in the home or in you know, right. basically on the set, basically, <laughs> you know, where they are, but you know eventually they're going to be out, out of doors and sarah would know that and we would start building things that she could add to her costume that would go along with everything you know that had come before so by the time she ended up at the cemetery she was one warm girl because she had <laughs> she had her coat she had her scarf she had everything she needed so and, that's the origin
1: story of the uh, sort of iconic blue denim jacket that we see so much throughout the season.
2: <laughs> it, that's probably true. I, yeah, is it seen a lot? I should I should really look at that. Yeah, probably that's, true. That's funny because yeah.
0: I was yeah I was thinking that as well, you were saying that.
2: You know, I do remember that. Now that you mentioned that denim jacket, I remember going to. Uh, <laughs> they were doing a a shoot. I'm not sure which episode it is, and so we'll have to get, come back to that at some point. But they were doing a shoot in a um, like a, a place where they were doing construction on this building in Burbank, California, which is far from Santa Monica, but there was a big hole in the ground. And I remember I think Sarah, she either wore the denim jacket or maybe she wore a black jacket in that one. but now I, but I thought it was a denim jacket. I could be wrong. but uh, but I remember, yeah, that was so important, you know, like you know the, because it was nighttime and you're down in a pit where they're digging you know basically the the foundation for a high rise. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, she wanted to be warm. and was, <laughs> you know, and we would do shoots out in the desert later on in the season. Yeah, we were we were out in um, Vasquez Rocks is the name of the place out right. north of Los Angeles here, and they did a lot of I think westerns out there way back when and all that. But you know, at nighttime that or daytime even it was it was cold. That was in I think that was in January we were out there, mm-hmm. and uh, but that was the de- the denim jacket definitely is in that episode. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Yes, get it done. That's the one. With, yeah. with the, the jacket, the the cream turtleneck sweater and the black flowing skirt. Yes. Yes. That's, yes. Yes, I, yes. Yes. We built the skirt. That's right. I, I Oh, I was I was just I, about to ask you because I yeah. feel
0: like that outfit is very iconic.
2: Is it? That's one really? of
0: her, is it yeah. Really? I, I think it's one of her iconic season seven looks. And I was actually yeah. gonna ask you about that skirt. So I couldn't tell it looks like yes. it yes. looked like custom for her. And it that makes cousin,
2: sense. Well, it was because. Do you want to hear the story of how that skirt came about? I can tell you. I, I would love to. Okay. Well, <clears throat> well, what was in the script was in that episode, as I recall. She's with the three tribal guys, yes. the African yeah. guys, whatever. Yeah. And that that was shot indoors. But then when they appear to her in the desert or in the rocks on the in mm. the outside, you know, we of course moved to that area. Well, in the script. As I recall, they wanted the skirt, there was going to be a fan element, you know, air, circulating mm-hmm. air that would that would move this the skirt and all of that. Well, Sarah Sarah was like not too thrilled because she knew that I'm gonna to have to wear a skirt and go to the desert, you know, and it's gonna be cold. <laughs> so right. so we had to work around that. And the the thing was to certainly make her warm with the turtleneck sweater underneath the denim jacket, but with the skirt, you know, to do multiple layers. Well, that uh, works uh, well for two reasons because the layers, the way the skirt, I designed the skirt to be made, would make, you know, the the air element, you know, what the producer writers were looking for, that would make that happen. Because, you know, when the air, the circulating air in the fan hits that, you know, you're going to get a lot of movement, a lot of, you know, interest on the screen with with uh, that skirt moving that way. and But also the layers, again, give warmth and protection, you know, to the actress. And of course she wore, you know, some... Warm things underneath the skirt, and I, as I recall, I believe she's got. Isn't she? She's wearing boots in that. As yeah. I recall, right.
0: I think they're like knee-high boots. Yeah.
2: I, yes, and I think those are the. Those are the might be the boots that. <laughs> there is a funny story about that. I'll have to tell that later. But uh, <laughs> I think her. I think the. As I recall, we got back on the set. Yes, we got back on the set, and she was in the boots, and they're spike heels, as I recall. And the <laughs> things happen so quickly when you're building a show like that. You know, the whole episode. The yeah. production designer, uh, you know, built the cave element. You know, for the for the yeah. scene. And the 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 floor of the cave was made of some kind of rubber something. Uh, okay. That. <laughs> when Sarah walked onto the set, I remember getting that phone call. I was at my desk and Sarah walked onto the set, walked onto in those spike heels and she sunk right into the cave. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, that didn't make her too happy, but but (laughs) she was, she, I mean, Sarah was always cool with everything, but I did get a frantic call from uh, one of the producers Hmm. and I got called into the the office and uh uh he was upset and he called in the production designer like how did this happen why did this happen (laughs) well you know the production designer wasn't upset neither was i because you know it was easily fixed you know we could we could we could fix it and uh but this producer was just really really upset about it and (laughs) his assistant uh an associate producer was sitting next to him and uh he was watching the whole thing and I just thought, well, I'm going to make a joke out of this, which I, you know, I, that's my way of handling things, I guess, you know, I thought, thought, why is this so intense? I mean, everything's fine. You know, we've got it all in control and I hope I tell this right, because it doesn't always translate, but at the time, I guess the one producer thought it was pretty funny. And so, but this uh, producer kept going on and on about, you know, all these high heels, how did this happen and all that. And he said, "How could you let that happen?" And I looked at him and I said, "Well, I said I've never walked across that set in uh, three inch uh, in, in heels before." And then I said, "Dot dot dot." Well, not three inch heels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that.
2: And okay. and the other the associate producer literally fell on the floor laughing. <laughs> He rolled onto the floor laughing, (laughs) but the other producer wasn't that amused by it. But, (laughs) but the art director who was wonderful, he was, he was thrilled with everything. And he just, he thought it was very funny (laughs) and and it was funny because, you know, it it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a crisis at all. Right. Yeah.
0: I you mean know. that's a very like work thing, right? Someone higher up gets mad about a... Yeah, and it's like... well,
2: and I'm sure you know as the season goes on, and you know people are tired, and you know, right. but but yeah, it was all it was all fine, you know, because I don't know, I I don't know if I changed out her boots or not, but you know we always had for for the um, stunt doubles, I'd always have a different heel on their boots. Than yeah. on Sarah's because Sarah would wear heels, sexier because you know it looks better. But right. then, the, but then the stunt girls would always have. I, I'd always do like a chunky heel. I'd have the boots remade for them. But
0: you know that's funny. So I I don't know if you've noticed. I do do some custom uh figures for the cover art that I use for my podcast.
2: I have to look. I have not seen this.
0: I was looking at her finale outfit, and I was like, "Ooh, I need a better look at these shoes to see what color they are." And then I realized I had like gotten a frame of clearly the stunt double jumping and in the boot, that's when it was like, Oh no, that's a boot with a that's flat a, heel. And like,
2: Oh, oh how interesting. <laughs> really? Was that the, the, the final outfit? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Well that, that's quite a surprise to me. That outfit that keeps coming back to me. I, I never dreamed that uh, <laughs> it would ever be that um, um, important to the the fans. And as I've told other people, I mean, I, you know, that. Um, how do I put this? Um, When you tell me things about the show, a lot of times it's new to me and I love that, but (laughs) I'm really, I'm really more a fan of the fans than I am a fan of the show. I love, I love the fans. I mean, they have, I, I never want to disappoint them. And I've always felt that any of this that I talk about or disclose is not I don't think any of this is for me. I don't look at it that way. I think it's for all of you guys because you're the ones who make it so relevant, so important, so, um, uh, you know, just everlasting. I I can't believe it. Here we are 17 (laughs) years later. Talking about it, you
0: know? And I mean, you've worked on some, you worked on some other pretty big shows too though, right? Haven't you worked on like Murphy Brown
2: Yes, I did. <laughs> I, really? I, yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know you knew that. You told um, me that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, yes. Well, I did. I worked on, that was a, for all of the people who are way too young to know, uh, <laughs> which is probably just about everybody but me. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was a very uh, important sitcom in the 19, yeah. late 80s and uh, throughout the 1990s. And it was very topical at the time and uh very political it all took place in washington dc and as you can imagine you know in today's world you know with politics as they are and they were not as uh extreme back then but they were right. but they so, were yeah. but they were still uh you know you know very um topical everything was topical right. You know, well, I remember but, it being, I, I mean, I watched
0: that show when I was a kid, Matt. I loved that show. I remember
2: it you, really,
0: Yeah, really? yeah it, was, it was a big deal that she was like a single mother adopting yeah, a child. I remember yeah, that being like,
2: well, that was, that was a huge, that was a huge deal when, uh, yeah. when I, I actually, that was, I came in to take care of the babies at first on that show and dress them. Oh, really? And, yeah. That was, that was the, there were two, two, uh, there were twins for the, mm. uh, for the, um, Avery was the character's huh. name. But uh yeah, and then that created a whole brouhaha with uh the, the vice president at the time, Dan Quayle, you know, about yeah. you know saying that you know that single parents aren't, you know, as um I guess as you know well yeah, not the equivalent, I guess, of a uh you know uh right. a, a, a family a of yeah you know, two-parent deal. But uh but yeah, that that show was very important back then. And, and you know, I still see that and uh, it airs on, I think, Antenna TV out here or something like that. Okay. And I, I will look at it and uh, I'll think, wow, we all did a great job on that show. It, it still holds, I mean, the look of it still holds up. It, it It's always, you know, a very fashion oriented show, which I liked, you know, with Candace Bergen. Of right, course. Yeah. You know, Candace was very into fashion.
0: So you know, so Philip and I actually interviewed the costume designer who worked on the show for the previous seasons of Buffy. Oh, um
2: okay.
0: And Cynthia Bertram. and she was saying that there are some uh, outfits that she'll look back and be like, "Ooh, why did I pick that?" But then some <laughs> she'll be like, "Ooh, I really like that." It was, do you there, do you have outfits like that with Buffy where you look back and you're like, "Ooh,
2: why did I pick that?" Or like that you love it now? Well, I could. Well, let me tell. Okay, th- this is a better way I think to answer this. <laughs> Um, I will tell you, I, and I, I'm not, I'm not uh, being too humble or anything like that. I'm not. I, okay. I, I never think anything I do is that great. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. So the other night, I'm mentoring a, a, a student uh, in, in uh, the university back where I went to school. And mm-hmm. I was trying to come up with a project for him. And I thought... You know I thought, oh, you know, maybe you know i'll I'll pull out one of my Buffy episodes and uh, you know but then I'm thinking, well, oh, okay, well, this is sci-fi and he really likes sci-fi this this might be relevant to him. And I've thought, oh, but you know I didn't design this one, but okay, and it, I put the DVD in and I'm watching the DVD and I'm thinking as I'm watching the show, I thought, wow this looks so good. Uh, every, every, every element of it, I thought, you know, the lighting, the writing, it was, I can't, I can't remember what the episode is called. Um, I'll have to, re- you'll, you'll have to remind me if I tell you what it was about, but, um, but I was watching it and I thinking, Oh, well the palette, the costumes, the colors, I thought, Oh, you know, darn, I wish I had done this show and, and, uh, it just looks so good. And then I waited till the end and the credits came up and my name goes across the screen. <laughs> it was 11 o'clock at night. I burst out laughing I'm all by myself, you know, and I burst out laughing and I thought, well, that's typical. Uh, you know, had I known, I probably would have just picked it apart, you know? Right. Yeah. But yeah. But no other things I look at. Oh yeah. My God, I could go back. I, you know, you, you don't have a, podcast long enough for me to pick apart everything I've ever done. (laughs) I I would do that, you know, um, more often than not. Yeah. I would Yeah, that. I always think, I guess that, uh, that's part of how I've always approached my work was, uh, what people will tell you, I guess in life too, I'm somewhat of a perfectionist, (laughs) And, and and that can be pretty annoying to to a lot of people around me, you know, but, but, but I don't really expect that so much of other people, but I expect it of myself. And, and I will look at things and I will always think, how could I have done that better? I could have done that better. And sometimes though, Mm -hmm. I think, well, Mm -hmm. as I said, like looking at that episode, not knowing that it was mine, I thought it looked great. So. All right, wait. That, so, tell that, us what. Tell us. Give
0: me a little clip of what that episode is about, and I'll be able to tell you what episode it is. Um,
2: it's the one where Willow and Kennedy kiss. The
0: killer in me. Yeah.
2: Killer in me. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Yes. And I was looking at Kennedy, and I thought, "Oh, I love the suspenders," and you know, I thought, "Oh, I wish I had done that," and and Willow, Willow's, you know, Willow's I, color palette. You know, the rust colors and. I thought, oh, this looks so good on her and with her hair and, you know, and the jewelry. I thought, oh, that looks so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, would really like to
1: ask you actually um, sort of going into uh, a show and it's seventh season um, and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, doing what you do, you know, that costuming uh, is such a big part in telling the story. Um, and yes. and, and in, in the episode that you just mentioned, you know, sort of um, the, the, the way that uh, Willow dresses Uh, is Mm -hmm. very, very different in in this season to in previous seasons. And I was just wondering, you know, aside from things like the practical concerns that you were mentioning earlier into, you know, the thinking of what goes into an outfit, um, how Mm -hmm. much of a break were you given in uh, how to style these characters when they are, you know, sort of at a much more mature stage in their journey than they were when the show started out, you know, back when it was a, a high school show?
2: I'll be very honest with you. I don't think anybody said anything to anybody about that i don't recall that oh, really? i don't recall i do not recall that coming down from above i don't remember that the only th- way i know how to answer that is to say ah. and with no aspersions on anyone else at all yeah. you know it's just that different costume designers maybe have a different way of approaching things. And um, that's just how I would have costumed them. And Terry did mm. costume them as well. It was just a different level of, um, mm. well, maybe it was um, too, maybe it was in the script. I mean, maybe it was just that they're growing up, you know, Um, but we didn't, or I didn't want to make them look like children. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought, well, these are, you know, kids, you know, interested in what's going on around them. So they're going to be aware of fashion and really, you know, from me anyway, and Terry, I would say just, we just had a higher end look to it, I think, than uh, maybe had gone before, only because that was where we come from. It's just, uh, uh, that that was my history of costuming other shows. You know, what you can't afford at the better stores, you try to find in the knockoffs, maybe yeah. in the lower end, and to work into your budget. But it's, I think that just, I think that's just an organic thing. I don't know that that is, um, I think it's like, you know, a person, their tone comes from within. And I think that's true about design. It comes from within, you know, that's, that's how I, that's just my, my way of looking at the world, I suppose, you know. That's fair. That's and I fair. and I projected that onto them, but always taking their characters into consideration, of course, and the uh the environment and what you know, what the script called for and whatnot. But but when I looked at those ledgers and books of where we shopped, it's it's Pretty good stuff. <laughs> I have
1: to tell- oh no, absolutely. I- there is some, um, Willow wears some gorgeous outfits in season seven, and I-, I don't think you can say that really about Willow in in many of the previous seasons. Uh- well,
2: no, that's interesting, Philip, that you say that to me because I don't know that so much. I really don't, but I do know that from Allison. That was what she said to me, and I didn't understand it at the time. At first, I think I told. Ian, this story—you know, at first, you did, yes, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, then I, I'll tell it again. Then great. Uh, so when when Allison initially came in to meet with me, I had already pulled oh, I I know maybe two racks of clothing for her, and and I'm I'm not the kind of costume designer that just pulls a department store and brings it to the studio, I pull what I specifically think they will like to wear. Cause I don't like to do returns. I don't like to go through all that. I like, to, <laughs> I like to, you know, build a closet, make it look like that character shopped for those clothes, you know? And so I, you know, that was kind of the cohesive look of what I put together for her initially. And I remember I tried to get her to come in to, to meet with me. And she was, I could tell she was, she was um, postponing it I, to be, you know, fair to her. I think it was just like, well, you know, why should I go through, through this? Nothing ever really makes me look, you know, that happy, I suppose uh, happy about how I look. And, um, and I think she was happy with what Terry had done as well. But, but then, you know, the, there's a shift and maybe she felt like, oh, you know, this isn't going to continue or I don't know what you thought. But so I remember, like I said, I loved my crew. I had the greatest crew and I had um Lorna Furman, who was my shopper, who was excellent. She would, you know, I could give her directions. She'd go out and buy for me what I couldn't buy or we, we would go together. So Lorna and I, did shop it. And then I had my set people, uh, Renee Hazelton, which uh, was Allison's costumer. And I told Renee, I said, well, Renee, you've got to get Allison to come in. I really have to fit her. And so Renee is like, I'll, 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 I'll go get her. I'll go get her, you know, and I'll, I'll try to get her to come in. So Renee brings her in and I just kind of, st- I remember, I just stood back at the time. I thought, well, I don't want to like hover, over her and make her feel uncomfortable. Just let her see what I have done and see, you know, what, what grade she gives me. I'll either get an A or probably an F. I don't know. <laughs> you know, because for me, it's like never in between, but so it's, <laughs> it's either good or bad. But so, so, you know, I remember, you know, I'm bagging the clothes and had them all set up and Renee said, now come here and, and look at these. And Allison started going through all the hangers one by one, moving them aside, moving them aside. I like this. I like this. Oh, this is, I like, I like. And Renee said, well, see, don't you like? And she goes, I do. I like all of it. And I, it just made me feel like a million dollars because those, nice. those are for the, Those are the experiences for me uh, that means so much because, and I kind of had this reputation before I ever came to Buffy of working with um, actors or actresses that were not always easy to please. I always seem to fall into uh, working with those people because I think it's all about listening to them. And And if you listen to them, and I think it's just like anybody in life. People just want to be heard, you know, yeah. and and I didn't like try to superimpose all of my opinions onto her about what she should wear. I just knew, you know, from her coloring and uh her character. And and I was certainly a fan when I, I was introduced to Allison's work. Right before I started Buffy, I watched I think it was the the final episode of the previous season, and I thought, "Who is that girl? Who is that She's a good actor?" Yeah, yes, yes. And I was a fan, and I was a fan of Sarah's too, of course.
0: But, <laughs> but yeah. I like you have to
2: add it. Then you're like,
0: I'm not playing favorites. I'm a fan of no, both of them. <laughs> no,
2: no. I, yeah, both of them. Yeah, both of them. I mean, you know, and and but but Allison. I mean, when somebody when somebody comes from that space and says, Oh, this is good. I like this. You know? um, It's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling. They felt like, okay, that, you know, it worked. And then I, I may have told Ian this, I don't recall, but I remember right at the end of the whole season and everything was breaking down and people were leaving and Allison came into my office and she was so complimentary and said, um, I sure hope we get to work together again. She said, because I would really love for you to do my, my costumes, you know? Well, and that didn't really, cause you know, everything in the industry isn't that easy always because, you know, you go to a different production, right. Different producers have different people in mind, you know, but she, she went out of her way to tell me how happy she was with, with how she looked and that, and that meant, Everything to me. I was
0: going to say, that must have made you feel nice. Yeah. Oh, it
2: did. I remember it very well. Yeah. So
0: I got to ask you, I have a specific question actually. Um, Seasons, and I'm a fan, season seven, you suddenly the girls were wearing a lot more um, denim jackets. And I love a denim jacket. So I'm a fan.
2: Okay.
0: I I was wondering what, like, so it's in numerous episodes, Buffy wears them, even like sometimes Dawn wears one, um, Faith Uh wears a few. Yeah, Um, yeah. Was that more just like, is that more like your influence or is that like of the time that was more in, because I know they were in style. I mean, they still kind of are.
2: I think it was, I think it was more of the time to be serious. Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. Yeah um and plus i suppose uh would you say dawn i love michelle michelle and i got along terrifically too um, nice. and uh loved her mother lana her mother great great lady um but michelle was young at the time you know very yeah. young and, she was like
0: close to actually the age she was playing Yeah. Right? yes
2: yes, yeah. yes yes very young and uh but I listened to her too, you know. Of course, she wanted to look I, at the time a lot like Sarah, you know, because right, yeah. she looked up to Sarah, yeah. in 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 a professional way and in a personal way. Because I, yeah. as I recall, I think Sarah's mother and Michelle's or Sarah's mother and Michelle's mother were both they were good friends, as I recall. Okay, but yeah, I,
0: I know that Sarah. Was the one that kind of wanted Joss to hire Michelle for that role? Like they were friends prior to. Is that true? I
2: did. I did not know that. See, I'm learning. (laughs) I did not know that. No, I did not. Listen,
0: between Philip and I, we are like a a wealth of useless Buffy knowledge.
2: You're a wonderful encyclopedia. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: well, actually, um, season seven for me is the season where Dawn works the most as a character, Um, and I think partly it's because. Uh, they figure out sort of more how to write her for the age that she is. Cause in previous seasons, they sort of age her down a lot. And also it's a lot with how oh. she looks because she looks like oh. a young woman. Oh. not. She not does, more.
2: doesn't she? She does, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. I agree. I agree with that. I don't know too much about what she wore before. I don't know. I, I really should go back and look. Okay? <laughs> so, so I could, uh, you know, be more, uh, you know, up up to speed on that, but but uh, but yeah, I think she does look like a young woman and coming into her own. I think that was the idea that this young girl is coming into her own. And, I
0: I got to ask you about her though, because she was taller than Sarah Michelle Gellar, and there's a a joke about that in one of the episodes in season seven. Was oh, that ever like? Was that ever annoying for you? Because like you couldn't put her in bigger heels or anything like that.
2: No, I don't recall that at all. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Well, Sarah always wore pretty good size heel, so that's true. Yeah. She's tiny, right? Oh so, yeah. So maybe maybe I did do that just again organically, you know, to because yes, I mean you, you would not want her to be bigger than Sarah, right? You know, on screen, that's true. Maybe I did do that. I don't. I don't remember specifically having that conversation with anyone about doing that. Mm-hmm. But, um, Maybe it's
0: just like you saw them and you were like, okay, this is what yeah, going to be.
2: Yeah, this is how they play. It. <laughs> well, plus, uh a young girl like Dawn, I don't think would be going around in the heels and all that. Right. As much, yeah.
0: There, there is a yeah. There's a joke in I I forget which episode. It might be the second or third episode where Dawn makes a joke to Buffy about how she wants. She's like, oh, you can let me do more adult things like wearing heels. (laughs) nope.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's good. Well, it's it's funny when I watch those episodes how little things creep in to the the show that I do think came probably from real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I think so. so. the writers were very good about doing that. They were they they were very Yeah. They were very very astute for sure. Yeah. Who were who were some
0: of your favorite people that you had to work with, like working working wise, not just like, you know, meeting? In my whole I'm career Buffy. or on oh, Buffy. 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 Buffy.
2: Uh favorite people? Uh well s- seriously, Sarah. Yeah. Uh very. Very much so. I just hold her in such high regard. I always do, um, because she just made it so easy for me. And, That's
0: funny. That's funny. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She made it so easy for me, and I think I may have told you this story, Ian. I think I'm sure I did, but but uh, <laughs> I'll try to not be too specific so I can get the point across. But <laughs> okay. uh, but when Sarah and i started you know really collaborating mm-hmm. um there was a uh, an uh, somebody who came back to the show who had not been there for a while
0: mm-hmm. and i
2: and i was told that they could be very difficult to deal with and you know be careful you know you know with you know just any interactions with that person
0: okay.
2: and i and i thought oh okay you know like but you know i was like oh okay And, um, one day, one evening I was going to Sarah's trailer and that person that I had mentioned (laughs) that came back to the show happened to be in Sarah's dressing room and Sarah introduced me to them. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and I was, you know, i certainly was glad to meet them. I didn't have any preconceived ideas, only what I'd been told, but but nothing, you know, that I had, you know, experienced with this person. But I guess Sarah may have known that, you know, it could go the other way, you know? Mm. So she said, when she introduced me, she said, and this is Matt, and we love him. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew I knew where that was coming from. I thought, oh, isn't she clever? Is what I thought. Isn't she clever? And she always was clever. She was smart as a whip. I mean, really, just smart. That girl was so smart. And I never had one ounce of any trouble of any kind <laughs> from that person. Ever, ever. I love that. I feel
0: like you were like the 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 gay everyone was friends with on set <laughs> or something.
2: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean I well I you know I, I'm pretty easy to get along with, I think, you know. You are, yeah. I think so. Okay, you know, I, I, have
1: to, uh, I have to say, um, you know, because this is three gay men talking, um James <laughs> Uh, that tight blue top you put him in had got him looking so right. Um, I want to thank and congratulate you for, for that work.
2: <laughs> well, now, see, now that's interesting because, again, Terry that I worked with before and I, we ha- maybe that's why we always got along so well. We had the same aesthetic, basically, mm. about things should be sexy. And not overtly so, because I think there's a difference. I really do. Oh, yeah, definitely. I I really do. I mean, I see a lot of costuming that I go, well, that just looks like trash. That doesn't doesn't look like sex. That just looks like trash. Right, yeah. Sexy is a shirt, like maybe on James, that's cut just a little.
0: Ooh, that one is, uh, yeah.
2: Above, (laughs) maybe above his you know, waistline, just a little, you know, just so that when he moves a certain way, you're going to get a, a little hint of something, nothing, <laughs> nothing major, but, or, you know, tailored to, in such a way that, you know, the fit, uh, fit is everything, you know, three quarter sleeve, whatever. Um, yeah. so it's it's just a hint of the, you know, skin, you know, to, you know, what was it's like, like that line of, uh, from uh the musical gypsy uh make him beg for more and then don't give it to him you know it's like, <laughs> that, that's 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 kind of the uh you know that's kind of the uh the uh idea really <laughs> like, make him beg for more and don't give it to him <clears throat> yeah and, and that is sexy that to me is sexy i don't know about other people and necklines of course are sexy too so right
0: yeah no and i i think uh that's funny philip because yes that like but thank that you. blue shirt Ooh, Matt, he looks, I was like, mm, a gay man did this for me. And I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's great. <laughs> like, I really like uh, a lot of that. I learned from Terry Dressback some of it about the yeah. way, way, uh, 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 a neckline, uh, the uh, rather than it, you know, the way it fits, you know, not, Right up against your, you know, your collarbone, but just a little lower, you know, just, just exposing just a little more, you know,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and even recut it to, to do that. And of course, certain designers, like I said, I think that was a Versace, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to tell you about that later, but (laughs) there we (laughs) go. There we go. (laughs) There you go. That's
0: it. Um, That's funny. Uh, Yeah. And I
2: think I even saw how much it cost. I could tell you. Oh jesus yeah um so that that's
0: funny so the the woman that played uh glory claire kramer she's in the one episode in season seven where all the villains come back i don't know if you remember it's now like which, every villain has a quick cameo um uh, i forget well, what well, i forget gonna... i forget what she said but she wears there's like a red dress that they have her rewear a few times and i think I can't remember if it was Versace, but it might have been. And she was like, "It was Versace." They wanted me to rewear that dress. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't remember. Wait, so so she wore it again in the episode? I did. Is that it? No, in
0: that in that one, I think it was already gone. But in season five, I think she wears it like three times. Oh, that's and I, funny. I brought, I brought funny. that up to her, and she was like, "When you get a dress that expensive, they want you to reuse it." <laughs> oh no, no,
2: I you no no, I didn't look at it that way. So that's funny. <laughs> I do remember her fitting. That's interesting. I do remember. Oh, really? I remember meeting her. I do. I don't remember a whole lot beyond that, but I do Mm -hmm. remember meeting her and um, just uh, doing the fitting. I remember that. Hmm.
0: I'd Um, have
2: to to look at the episode to see what she wore. I don't remember.
0: (laughs) As we, as we close out, what is, do you, do you have like a favorite outfit from Buffy that you did?
2: well. I would uh, That's tough because I mean there are things that I liked maybe more than but I guess because what became my favorite is the chosen jacket I guess because oh, yeah. because that has meant so much to so many young people out there that told me how much it meant to them and um uh, I've been told that it's like it astounds me. It's for all of the the series that's their favorite hmm. uh, uh, favorite look. That's a, that that's their favorite outfit. Um, well, I guess I guess that that and um, I'm trying to remember. I'd have to look that one up too. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I I don't remember that. There's a long coat that Sarah wore, like leather. It looks like it's patched together. Uh, Is it brown? Brown, yes, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. She wears it
0: with white top and black pants. Yes,
2: yes. I love that outfit. And I actually, I'm looking behind me. The costume sketch of that is right behind me here. That's funny. Yeah, huh.
0: yeah, Matt. I'll I'll have to make you send me some pictures so I can. <laughs> oh, no, you,
2: you should see. Yeah, you should see some of this. I guess. Well, and then, then Sarah signed uh, the final outfit, my costume sketch. Uh, of, of you showed the, that you showed me. Yeah, and yeah, she signed that. That's uh, so cool. But uh, but that was made with uh, a lot of uh, a lot of thought went into that about what it represented in that episode. You know, because you're kind of pulling together seven full seasons of a show, right? Yeah, and, and uh, just just the little details like the laser cutting on it that sh- that showed, you know, the little white top underneath peeking through, and you know, it, it, yeah, I think it worked out well. I do, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, all right, Matt. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, well, this, this has was-
2: been a thrill. Thank you. <laughs>
0: It's always a pleasure talking to you, uh, Philip. Thank you for co-hosting with me. Philip, um, so nice to meet you. Thank and you. if you, if you guys like Slayerfest '98, you can find us on social media at Slayerfest X '98. If you like the podcast, to listen to us on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and other places. And you can support us on Patreon, where you get access to mini episodes and more, and it helps keep this podcast going. Philip, where can everyone find you?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. That's Philip with one L, Ellis with two. Um, And you can read me uh, writing about pop culture, sex, relationships, queer stuff at menshealth.com.
2: And Matt, where can everyone find you? (laughs) Well, where do you find me? I guess uh, Facebook, Instagram, Matt Van Dyne. Uh, uh, God, I'd have to look it up. I don't even, I'm so bad about this. I should have, had that, I should have had that ready for you. But anybody out there, you can pretty easily find me just by Googling my name, really, because uh, you'll see who it is. I mean, my hmm. picture comes up and the Buffy, a lot of Buffy things come up. So just Google my name, basically. Fair. And, all that, right, cool. and that comes up and you can try to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. So
0: all right, cool. And um, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.